Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss the graveyard apartment, which the plot is haunted by a dark secret. Miseo and Tepe move their family into a new apartment building beside a graveyard. However, their lives quickly unravel as mysterious forces in the building target them and their neighbors. And this is by Mariko Koika, published in 1993 and was translated by Deborah Bolivar Boam. I didn't look up those names. I've spent massive effort on trying to look up the Japanese names (laughs) really process the translator's names. So, um, yeah, this is our first Halloween episode. This is a bonus episode. And it was an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll start with you, Kim. What did you think of this book? It had wonderful potential. Wonderful potential. That is diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sarah? I mean, kind of the same feeling, because uh, I did think it started out kind of promising, and then it all just, it just fell flat. I don't know. It just kind of went off and, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you guys. It's interesting. I think this is the first time that we've all completely oh, agreed no. on a book. All right, so we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're out. That's the end of the episode. We didn't like it. <laughs> we're walking away. Me. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a wonderful day. No, okay. So... My thoughts on this, and then you guys can decide if you agree or not, is I very much think that something was lost in the translation because this isn't originally a Japanese book and it was translated to English. And there is something about the word choices, the way conversations are done, that what I think was supposed to be really creepy elements didn't have like that, like creepy dread heart that I would have expected from like a horror book. Do you guys agree? Uh, yeah, I don't know necessarily that it's lost in translation. I, I think because um, I actually partway into the book stopped looked up the writer to make sure that the writer was actually Japanese because the translating of conversations was coming across to me as either okay, Japanese is spoken very formally and so this is being translated very formally or this is a stereotype and I'm massively offended. Um, it, it is a Japanese writer, uh, so it is the more formal way that Japanese people speak to each other. Um, the, the reason why she's offended for her context, would have been offended for her context, is we did live in Japan for three years. So we have a very, we were on military basis, so we have a, a distant understanding of how the culture works, how they communicate with each other, how that kind of, there's the culture there's understanding language in japanese and then there's informal language in japanese yeah and the the writing of the conversations comes across as very formal japanese yeah um and and japanese doesn't translate to english easily no and so yeah it was well and and like like the kid sounded like she was like 16 20 85 I was like, this is supposed to be someone who's in kindergarten. Kindergartners don't talk like this. And I think that's yeah. where that translation, I think it was such a, a literal translation of what was being said as opposed to the nuances, the nuances the extra, that might have yeah. been there based off of, you know, those titles that she, that character might have been using towards parents and neighbors and stuff that is used in Japan. Um, that would have aged down the character instead. It was, okay, the other thing that really confused me, and I've, I've got to mention it, is... 
spaghetti with ketchup. Oh my god. Oh my god. The biggest nightmare of the entire book is on page 86. Spaghetti doused with ketchup and a salad of lettuce and tomatoes. That was this child's lunch. Spaghetti noodles with ketchup. That was the worst thing I read in the entire book. And I, I couldn't. I like, did you cat? Were you? Did you notice that? Or because you're looking at us like we're crazy? Well, I mean, I read it and I was like, hmm. Oh. But bear in mind that when I eat spaghetti, I eat it with plain tomato sauce. That's not ketchup. <laughs> I mean, but is it that different? It's sweeter. Ketchup is sweeter than ketchup t- has tomato sauce sugar in it. Which, yeah, really, which is why but, it gave but, me pause, but overall I was like, well, that would be better than having tom- like pasta sauce, because I can't stand all the spices and flavors. See, we love the spices and flavors. Well, I don't like spaghetti, because oh, it gives me heartburn. Yeah, you don't eat spaghetti anymore. You used to, and yeah. you like spaghetti when you ate it. Yeah. Um, but I have heard of that in the United States. I didn't think it was a thing in Japan. I didn't I think didn't, ketchup was a thing in Japan. I didn't think so either. Because I was watching a TV show on Netflix where they were eating spaghetti and one of them was like, pass the ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh. Yeah, huh. that's a choice. <laughs> but it was, it, was a, it was a Swedish TV show. Huh. Is spaghetti and ketchup a thing? Yes. Actually, I, I knew of this before. Like, but I, I do fully make homemade spaghetti. Like, so. I could maybe understand if like, it was the South. And where they make like homemade ketchup, but I'm like picturing like the bottle of ketchup, but just cold ketchup on top of hot noodles. And I'm, not, yeah. I'm not digging it. Yeah. Okay, but, but I didn't, yes, that that was I literally wrote that down. But there there were other food choices that they were describing, like the meal shoes, like like she fried up an egg for breakfast, and I didn't think I don't think the Japanese have fried. We weren't we weren't deep yeah, enough into the yeah, culture to but, really know aggressively what they what well, they. Well, it just yeah, they all were, the food she was making seemed like it was very Americanized. And okay, sure and that's that that's normal. And that's what that I was thinking just, too. Is that is some of the like meals instead of taking the effort to actually describe what would have been the Japanese meal, like like it was just an American equivalent popped in. The, the only thing they did that that they described food wise and they described it accurately was the rice balls. Yes, because they weren't. Balls. They weren't round. They were there. And they had the the plumbed um, yeah, pickled the plum in the, in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. Um, that, that's that's a very so Japanese so thing. Uh, pickled plums are, are a digestive aid. That doesn't make them sound any more. Oh no, they're not. They're not. They're they are a very interesting it's, it's, flavor. I've tried them. I can't Funny. Even imagine what they taste. Like. Japanese children take those to school. That's their lunch. Yeah. Is they'll have little Japanese. I mean, you see those all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, and yeah. they'll put, like, a, um, certain meats in it, or they'll yeah. put just a pickled plum in it. Um, it's just pickled plum. The very concept of a pickled plum is, is what's... Well, they're, like, they're off. tiny. They're not very big. So it's we're not talking, yeah, like, a big plum. when they described the one, the one character rolling the seed around in her mouth, I was just thinking that was too much information. I didn't need to know that she sucks on the seed afterward. Yeah. Um... But it's got like a like a if I can remember correctly, it's like a a, a vinegar taste. Like it's a weird pickling. Well, yeah, that's pickling. Yeah. yeah, but well, I mean, but like it's not like we're not talking like a, a pickle pickling. It's it's. You do know what cucumber <laughs> yes. It's vinegar. I know, but like the the pickled Wait, plum. Are pickles cucumbers? Yes. Oh, okay. Pickles oh yes, cucumbers. yes, cucumbers and pickles. Pickles are pickled cucumbers. Okay. Do you eat pickles? <laughs> 
No, I, no. I don't like them. They're disgusting. But I just I didn't know what they were. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they were they're cucumbers. They're cucumbers, and then they're, cucumbers and then they're disgusting. Pickled. Um, I mean, there's more to pickling than just just vinegar. vinegar but but, but is, there is, is some vinegar. like like yes, I know there's vinegar, but like I'm not a huge pickle person. You, I don't taste the pick the vinegar in pickles. What I remember of the pickled plum, I could really taste the vinegar or there's something else that they use that yeah, like sure. gives it like a weird like tangy it was it was it was a choice. It was a choice that I did not dig, although there are many Japanese flavors that I do like. Um but yeah, the food in this was weird and yeah. it really like kept taking me out of it because I was like I don't know if this is a thing that they eat. <laughs> yeah, some um, of the uh, He's a little sensitive about his back end. Maybe we could not touch the cat's back end right now. <laughs> Especially since he was laying around and not bothering me. Um, the, uh, the cat was, is Drogo, for those who are wondering and need to know which cat is in the room. We already talked about last week his surgery, so, yeah. or last time we recorded his surgery. But, um, yeah, the he's food deconed. The, um, the food was a little odd in this, and, yeah. and obsessively talked about. Yes. Yeah, just like which, in this podcast. And not quite 10 minutes, actually, for fun fact. It's been nine minutes and 24 seconds. But I mean, I'm not surprised to focus on food. A lot of Japanese culture does focus on food, animes, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not unusual to take time to describe food um, umami is the thing food is important um but this book was weird on that and then and it just it emphasized that weird like sense of like language choices that were being made that even in like the descriptions where things were supposed to start to get creepy like when they were describing the basement like the weasel wind actually i looked that up is it a thing okay a weasel slash and I'm not going to say this right, but kama, kamaitachi, mm-hmm. which means sickle weasel. Um, and I have my source on here where I figured yeah. But um, that is an actual mythology in Japan. See, I wish it did. Exp- well, I mean, I know this was written for Japanese people, say, and yeah. so they would just know what it is. So as you know. But <laughs> I wish they would have used, when doing the translation, instead of calling it weasel wind, call it by its it's Japanese, Japanese name. name. Yes, yes. Yeah, because Weasel Wind is not very <laughs> but I, think, I, think, I think what they were trying to do is because the doctor isn't talking about it as the mythology, but as as you step outside, there's a sudden high wind and the rocks fly around and they cut you. Yes, um, but every time they said Weasel Wind, I was like, <laughs> what does that if they had, If yeah. they had used a Japanese term. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, let me look this up. What right. does it mean? Yeah, which is um, what I did. And it's actually my biggest disappointment in the book because that's that 104 is page 104 in the book I had, the edition I had, um, is where they started talking about that. And I thought, oh, this is going to be really cool. We're going to delve into Japanese mythological creatures. I thought that's where we were going. Nope, it happened on page 104 and then never came up again. We got reference that it happened and that's it. Yeah, meaning meaning different mythologies. mythologies. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the purpose of the book was. I don't know if it was the whole, the living 
imposing themselves on the places of the dead. I don't know if it was retribution for adultery. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not sure what the core statement here was. Yeah, that's the thing where it just kind of falls apart. Well, I mean, granted, it's, um, there are other issues too, but yeah, there's no explanation or even like a hint of why. Like, why does this dark entity slash dead things underneath the cemetery slash God only even knows all the different elements that are going on. Um, like, they drive everyone out of the apartment, but then they specifically keep these people here to kill them. Like, why not kill everyone? Or why not drive out everyone? It's just well, think- very inconsistent as to why. And it's like, why would they even care about the adultery? I mean, like, the Reiko thing. She comes up, you would think she's going to be important. He has, like, a nightmare about her whispering something to him. But then she never shows up again, never plays any sort of role. She kind of does, because he, he does have the dream and um, where she warns him. Uh, but they, well, they never say what she does. They only say what he, he being Tepe, Tepe, yeah. because that's what his brother calls him. It's easier. Um, he wakes up in the middle of the night and, and he got a distinct feeling is what I remember yeah. um, of a warning. And he felt her handprints on his sheets. So he, the implication being she was actually there as a ghost warning him that they needed but to get out of the apartment. him? Because I remember he remembers her whispering something and I don't know if he like felt dread or something, but I wasn't sure if he, she was just like haunting him or actually trying to warn him. Right. Well, okay. Him. My impression of it was it was a warning because he woke up feeling dread. Um, I, I, when you wake up in the morning and you feel dread, I take that as a, hmm, might need to think about the day. So um, I assumed that Rico was warning him. And the reason why I do is because we have a lot of time spent on the fact that they keep her tablet in the, the, you know, the shrine in the apartment and they actively go to her grave and stuff. And so they are doing a lot of things to respect her. Did they though? Because it seemed like they never unpacked her from the apartment. Like they had her like in a dark closet or something. She was in the dark closet. Okay, oh, but, but actually, no. They, they sent her up and- her because they re. She was when they were moving out. She was packing up a tablet. Yeah, that I think it was, her, and it came. It came unpackaged, and she was very surprised. Yeah, but she I being the wife, like moving it out of where they had it stored. I think what it was is they had set it up in a closet in the bedroom with the intent to move it somewhere else in the house in the apartment, but they couldn't find it. They hadn't. We never went back as to where they were establishing it. They did set it up. They just didn't like. But they didn't keep it out in the open like they're supposed. Exactly, to. So and that's I saw. Why even... I thought Reiko was like not necessarily helping them. Was more of like part of the malignant spirits going on. Yeah. No. I like I said. I took it as a, a she helped them because they were at least respectful because they did go have you know go to her grave and have the picnic. Um, you know they they did try to honor her and so she was. Trying to warn them. Yeah, that's the impression I got too. But well, as the problem is, is the tunnel was dug under the graveyard, and so those deceased weren't honored, and it was done kind of shady, and so they were seeking retribution. I that's that's the best I can come yeah, it's up like, with. Are they zombies? But then they're also just like one giant massive wet blob thing. Was that what they, I honestly, like, I could not That's figure out what the description it's was like, of them. Like, I don't know. Okay, I don't, I think there were multiple things. I think we had ghosts. I think that's the conversations that they were hearing. For okay. I think we had ghosts that were there and that would be the people that were buried there. And probably, I mean, I can't imagine, I don't know, if, if I was 
believing in this sort of thing. It seems to me digging under a graveyard is as um, disruptive in ghosts, if that's what you believe, as displaying, removing them and putting them someplace else. And and but then they um, just haunt the other place, and it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. Then. Or you know, if it's well, American, they haunt both places because um, <laughs> we throw ghosts everywhere. Um, I love how like a, a thousand ghosts, like one ghost haunts a hunt like a thousand places. I'm like, do we all just like die and our souls become fractured? They like pieces. What's the wife's name? I can't remember her name. Misao. 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 Um She does ta- comment on the fact that um, moving the bodies had they actually gone forward with that plan, um, they were. It wasn't going to be pretty. Because they were all buried in standard wood coffins, so after that amount of time, the wood is is decomposing, decomposing, um, uh, rotting, or, rotting. or uh, yeah, breaking Decompo- down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you wouldn't be able to just pick up the coffin and move it elsewhere. Yeah, because this was supposed to be an older graveyard yeah, too. Yeah, this is very old graveyard. Yeah. Um, so here's my my other, and this gets into the the picking is kind of like the spaghetti, and I want to know if you ca- caught it. They kept locking their doors. Yeah, it the was Japanese so weird. Do not lock well, their okay, doors. So, I don't know if apartment living locks their doors, but yeah, it was really weird. The constant obsessing about the locking of the doors because, so for context, for people who don't know, I mean, and have never lived in Japan and, and don't have, know the reference. haven't lived in Japan. So we lived on base, but we did have friends off base or friends of family member or friends who had families off base and stuff. And the common practice, at least for the houses, because I can't say that I ever went to a Japanese apartment. I went to Japanese homes yeah and so they don't really as far as we were exposed to lock the front door instead what they have is they have a little entry room and they did mention the entry room um and the practice is is you step in and you call out and you say i think it's sumimasen and then you ask you know is anyone home if no one's home you just turn around and walk right back out of their house like you don't if you're concerned about something you are welcome to come come in in and check check the house and make sure everything's okay we had friends that their japanese neighbors would just come into their house and check while they were on vacation to make sure everything was cool. Yeah. You don't lock your doors. Yeah. So, so it was really weird that they kept like locking the doors and I wasn't, I wasn't sure if maybe that's an apartment thing or maybe it's like in Tokyo, that sort of thing happens. Or maybe this has changed since we've been there. Well, this was in 1993. So this would have been before. 1987 though. And it took place in 1987. Yeah. Well, maybe everyone started locking their doors because people kept getting murdered by ghosts. Yeah, but we were after be- there after that. <laughs> we were there after this take place. I know she was. <laughs> that was funny. I thought it was funny. Um, um yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know if if like I don't know. I I don't know if that was a weird translation or or if they added it for the for American, American audience. You know, I don't know if people... And the would... fact that they kept leaving a kindergarten. Oh, my God. They just left that to the 80s, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. And, we were all raised feral. And, and I will, I mean... a haunted apartment. Why would they not... Exactly. Take her with them the everywhere they go. The and, and kindergartners do walk to school by themselves in Japan. So it, it, maybe they're comfortable with them being left in an apartment. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I mean... The, my favorite part, though, is when people would get locked in the basement from the elevator. So they all get in the elevator. Yeah. All the responsible adults get in the I elevator the child. into the basement and leave, like, a single four-year-old kid to fend for themselves. 
in the upper levels. Yeah. It's just like behind a locked door. Behind a locked door. Yeah. And it's just lock the door. She'll be fine. Um, <laughs> which I mean, they're just speeding up to the end of the book, really. But um, yeah, I don't understand. They had. I, they just they kept doing it too. Like, oh, it wasn't working five seconds ago, but it worked this one time. So, so let's climb in. It'll be real safe for everyone now. And I can't, I cannot figure out why it didn't have emergency stairs. Yes, that was the thing. Like, I think the point is the emergency stairs were elsewhere behind the wall. I think that's why that was such an obsessive concept. So, you so was it that there was like. Because the only thing I could think of is maybe that the tunnel for the shopping center was supposed to lead straight to the housing yes, complex. Yes, yes, it was. It was. But, it was meant to be that they were going to build all of these apartment complexes, and the the shopping complex was underground. And you just once you got off the train station, you went through the shopping, and you went to the basement of your apartment, and then you went up into your apartment. That doesn't that doesn't explain the why there go. wouldn't be an emergency exit to get out of there. That's why I think it was on the other side of the wall. I think when they but there wasn't even a door because you would think they would have a door that they would like on the other side of the wall. We wouldn't see the door. We have but no on idea. the first level or on the ground level, there should be an, a door to those stairs. Yeah, they may have closed it. Up. I don't know. I there don't was think, no I don't think there were stairs. Um, and that was the thing. It's like what I had written out about that too. Um, oh yeah, it, I was wondering like, do the building owners, the builders, like, do they know? Like, has this happened before? Oh, it was a pretty new building, so it probably hadn't happened before. Yeah, but uh, there was the the abandoned housing or uh, shopping. No, 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 no. There was a whole slew of houses to either the east or the west. Oh, when yeah. they were on the roof. So, so yeah, I think it's happened before. I think that's why you get the ending of the book that you get. Yeah, where they lower the price and it's like, hey. yeah, but yeah. it's like, so yeah, it was like, do they know? And then it was like, did they intentionally design it so that people could get trapped in the basement, or was it just because they're being cheap and they just it would be too much work to drill down and put stairs to the basement? What about, like, wheelchair accessibility? That's not very fair. Well, um, this was the 80s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, th- and that's the other thing. We don't know Japanese building standards. Oh, wait, wheelchair yeah, access, the elevator. Yeah, the elevator yeah, yeah, would provide so that. Well, and, but and I, I, I don't know a lot. I don't remember there being a lot of basements in Japan. No, not a thing. However, there is, there is underground shopping. So yeah. I think the whole point was, because they talked in the very beginning about how... Um, how amazing this was because it had a basement for storage. They kept going on and yeah, on and on right. about it. Because, um, yeah, I was like, I know. But they created the basement. It wasn't meant to be a basement. It was meant to be access to get to the train station. You were supposed yeah. to come out of your apartment living, go down into the basement, walk through all the shopping area, go to the train station, catch your train, go off into the world, do your job, come, come back. back and go underneath. So that wasn't a basement. That was a access to yeah, like, this road. I don't know how you have a road underground. I, I, I don't know either. And how do you build on top of a hole you dug in the ground? I, um, they're like, just pay them over it. I'm, I don't think... I didn't think... It was I mean, there's plenty of... of the road, I mean, there are plenty of cities, actually, that have... Um, like, Astoria, Oregon has an entire cave system underneath that's man-made. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's... That's not how it was being described. I know though. it was, it was weirdly described. Yeah. Hole. 
I just no, I just feel built like the entire apartment complex on but top. I, oh no, see, the I, I was on top of it. I thought it was at the terminus of the tunnel, like the tunnel, the road. Yeah, I know. See, see I took I'm, the hole to be where the apartment now is that they dug a, a hole. Right, that's what I'm saying. And then they also caved out the the tunnel. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. How do you pave over a hole? Well, any way that it? you would start a basement? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, aren't those no, aren't I'm, houses I'm with sorry. basements I'm, typically in the ground? Like, yes, it, yeah, I'm giving you a hard time. Okay. I apologize. I'll well, stop being silly. And I'll be I, honest, it was just, what I was picturing compared to what, in actually, because of the descri- descriptions that were in the book, they weren't described well. Well, and it's, so my other confusion on this, and this is just from personal experience, because we lived on a military base. And there were towers, which are apartment towers, and they had basement floors, and I'm doing quotation marks, but it was actually like road level drive up so they could do deliveries and stuff for a lot of them when they did have a basement. And then there was the ground floor, but we lived on hills. And so it was like a weird angle where the entrance would be Some of them, yeah, level and then there was, was but, but not all of them had basements. Right. But the ones that did actually had access, like none of the, the, the apartments actually went in. I think only one tower did that, and that's because it had that weird parking structure attached to it. The one that was down by the the great. Oh, I could have sworn there were. I, I could have sworn there were one or two other ones that did it as well because I remember to, playing in the basement them. area, and it had like a loading dock. I don't know why it had a loading dock in the basement space, other than I think for uh, furniture. Yeah, for, I was for say, moving I, in I furniture. Can ex- I can explain it out if you want. Yeah, to, I think but it's, it's furniture. Way yeah, too deep into, the, into our military lifestyle. <laughs> I, I think it was for moving furniture. Now that I think Sarah about it, bored out of her mind over there. <laughs> but but even those basements weren't in the ground, and so it was really weird reading the story where the basement is in the ground because I mean, in here in California, we don't have basements because of earthquakes, and I'm nearly positive Japan doesn't have basements because of earthquakes. Am I wrong? I don't know why they don't have basements. I, I don't remember. Japan and ask, but <laughs> I mean, they do reference, I think, earthquakes. earthquakes they did. Stuff, so we yeah. know that they happen. Well, um, no, I know that earthquakes happen in Japan. I can't remember. Well, they don't have the basements. is also yeah. Know, yeah. aware. But, yeah. Um, I mean, it's obviously not a translation issue, though, because, it t- you know, there's a it's, room it's underground. The, so yeah, it's yes. the entire premise of the story. Yeah, which, I mean, maybe that's the, the entire premise is trying to modernize... It kills you. I don't. I don't know. I don't know or what the takeaway is. Trying to write a spooky story about a apartment and there's a graveyard and it's haunted I, or something. Yeah, I and don't this is know. the best she could throw together. Yeah, but it is critically acclaimed. Is it? Yes. Oh. But I think I think it's the translation. I don't know. Is it critically acclaimed in Japanese? I think so. Yeah, it won like three awards. She's won three awards. She won the... But not this book, just the author. Not, well, it says it just says Miroku Koiki was born in Tokyo and is the recipient of a number of literary awards, including the Naoki Prize, the Shibata Renzaburo Award, and most recently, the Yoshikawa Eiji Prize for Literature. Yeah, that doesn't mean this book won an award. That means she won awards. Yeah. So we would have to look and see what else she's read or look up those prizes, those, those awards and see. Well, I know, like. She won them. The Cat in the Coffin is one. Um, that's hers. But I just, I, I feel like, I feel like it's a poor I, translation. I just think that the translation can only explain so much, though. Yeah. 
I mean, I thought I, she's completely changing the story. I think one of the issues is, is we were going into this looking for a scary story. Um, and I think we were getting a commentary on past the history and, and formal lives and doing the right thing in society versus modern society in Japan and younger generations choosing to do things a, a bit differently. But I was kind of expecting that. Personally, I was kind of expecting that. Well, most we got that quite thoroughly. Because most Japanese we, horror is a commentary on, like... Yeah. <laughs> this, unfortunately, focused on their day-to-day lives rather oh than goodness. anything that was hor- horrifying. It was... It was... It, it was... Good God. She walked her child to school. She went back and walked her child home from school. Almost she made lunch. Her. Almost got hit by a car because she was spacing out. Um, yeah, the area of effect on this whole haunting was kind of weird. Like, I want to know where the bolts coming out of the sky were that were decimating people. That was the part where I was like, what even is this anymore? Yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, was it bolts? Because I thought I they no were like idea. stepping on a stone and it was like oh, no, melting them. Yeah, it was like, you a light, the, like the light couple getting into the, something. Into the... the um, Taxi? Taxi. They, they a, a, a blast of light came from someplace as they were driving away. Yeah, like now what I think the what, what I think like. is this was this was kind of a bubble that once the bad once the evil set into a bubble. I don't think these people actually died. All of these these exterior people that came in, the police, whatever. I don't think they actually died. I think they were entering and leaving the bubble that the the evil monster had created. But again, I was creating a lot of shit in my mind to make this make but sense. I, so. I swear, I swear to the gods that at some point, someone steps up to a stone to the door, and they like melty ooze Hiroshima shadow. Atomic bomb. Okay, what they that was stepping on the stone. That was the lightning bolt. Was it okay? But like what, stepping what, onto the first step of the what they were like describing. A, you remember going to the the peace museum? Yeah, a flash. They were describing the flat. They were why? Just, I oh, because you know if you're gonna write something about Japan, you gotta you know throw Hiroshima in there in some level. Um, but they were describing the. But image. like, how they is were, that the entire world seeing this? Like. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the atomic level flash of light? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. And why? Why would it be an atomic level flash of light for this graveyard that is super old and not in any of the places that were... Yeah, that was the thing. It's like, what does the light bolt? like, how is that... <laughs> well, why, what, what, what was the fishy oozy thing? Exactly. Like, what no, was, no, Wait, no, what the, was the fishy oozy thing? I don't remember this. It's like the blob the, coming up the, the big elevator. Blob, the big the big bad. And they hear like the wet fishies, like it... And it has a fishy odor. And it has, yeah. It has oh, I just smell. figured that was really bad, weird, like, translation. It was dead bodies, and they were just calling dead bodies fishy. But it was, like, implying that it was a singular entity. Yeah. I, thought, okay, I figured so it was the bodies, right. like, okay, merged so, together so or something. Let's break it down. We have the Kamaitachi, and I apologize for my bad Japanese. Um, he's the sickle weasel. Yeah. So that's that's the wind in the... in the Yeah. In the basement. Yeah. Let's hope they... Yeah, they... Yeah. Yeah. Now that's the one that at first freak out freaked out Tep and where they all passed out. Where the the the, the um Well it's the one that attacked the daughter. It attacked the daughter and made her bleed. Yeah. Um I just thought that was the ghost. 
then there weird. then there was when they finally broke through the hole. I'm like, nobody thought to break through that wall through the entire book until no the one very thought end. to even try to break a window until the very end. I know. I was. I like, know. What what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and what the conversation they were hearing was ghosts. And I think the reason why the ghosts left is because they knew the the fishy oozy guy was coming. What is the fishy oozy guy? I have no clue. It was none of, never none of that was explained. Now, it possibility that everybody in Japan knows what that reference is. You the know, fishy oozy blob monster. <laughs> fishy oozy blob monster. I know, that's the thing. It's like I don't like it when a horror mo- or book or movie or whatever goes into a, a ton of depth and trying to explain exactly what the supernatural element is. I think that usually having a bit of mystery helps keep it creepy. But this was just like, just a bunch of random pieces from a bag, like yeah, thrown out, thrown out, no yeah. connection, no, yeah, no, like cohesion. Okay, there is something. <gasps> is there really? Uh, Should I have looked that one up? I just couldn't. Okay, so there is, and I apologize if I say this wrong, You're because while to. I lived in Japan, I am very bad with languages because I can barely do English at times. Um, and I don't know if this is what it's supposed to be, but it is a nepepo, which is a yukai that appears in the Edo period. Um, it is depicted with indistinguishable, indistinguishable wrinkles on its face and a body as a one head blob of meat. Mm-hmm. In the Ameki, it has nothing. It it has nothing more than a name and a picture, and there is almost no explanatory text. But from its name and, pa- and the passage, there is a monster called Nepepo. It has neither eye nor ear. From the Charbonne Silly Tales book, um, it's just a second here. What period did you say that was? Edo. The Edo. 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 Yeah. Edo. Edo. And then the aforementioned author of the book says it sucks the fat of the dead and eats its the and eats to the fullest with a needle. In the past, they became disguised. They become they'd come disguised as a doctor, but now they just come as a as is. So maybe it's a monster that fed off the dead meat. I mean, the, the people were buried whole. They weren't cremated. Yeah. So, do you remember what period the, the, the cemetery was from? No. Because and then, the Edo period is 1603 um, to 1867. So that's, I thought it was like 1800s or 1600s. Yeah. So, well, okay. And it will say it would leave the stench of rotten meat in its trail. Well. I'm, so, okay. We were ignorant. Okay, Deborah, You could have, like... Given us some clues. <laughs> well, m- m- rotten meat might have been made more sense than f- fish. Yeah. But I don't know for sure that's what this was. But at least there is a possibility, particularly if we can figure out what period the, um, the cemetery was from in the book. Because that, to me, would solidify it pretty hard. I remember them mentioning it, but I don't know what it was yeah. in the book. So if Amberly is looking it up online, I'm trying... Yeah, because I think for a while I was just assuming that, like, when they filled in the tunnel, they trapped a bunch of people in there, either accidentally or on purpose. And so that was, like, the the spirits haunting them were people trapped in the tunnel at that time. 
but obviously that was not the case. And they really didn't care too much about Kyoko during. Who's Kyoko? I don't know. Kyoko? The bird? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like it died in the beginning and then she's like, no, I'm pretty sure that's definitely not related to this extremely haunted apartment, even at the end. <laughs> so maybe, maybe all of this was, it, it, it is translation because we weren't getting, well, and well, so, because I located an article that's discussing it because I'm, I'm trying to, I was trying to find it but instead it's an article it's called Dead and Buried Graveyard Apartment by Maroki Kiyoki uh, by Alex Brown and this is from 2016 and as it points out and I knew this is that uh, Japanese horror or J-horror as it gets shortened to tends to be less about like gore and like shock like western horror stories and instead tends to be a psychological terror yeah and unfolding suspense but i feel like the um the translation eliminated that psychological aspect the psychological aspect to it it was it was too jarring and confusing to figure out these characters that we weren't getting that our psychological perception yeah whereas uh, you know for for the japanese maybe being stuck in an apartment permanently is is like the ultimate psychological terror the descriptions of the basement at least in the beginning it was it did come off as creepy and unsettling yeah Yeah. okay so it is early 20th century bodies because it says here buddhist japanese tradition calls for cremation of the deceased before burial but for a brief period of the early 20th centuries bodies were simply buried in the graveyard near the kanos uh, building is filled to the brim with decomposing corpses in wooden coffins is that for this story or yes oh, okay so it's 20th century but the fact is that when these bodies were what about the temple when yeah what about the, it seemed like the temple was but I, I, I think i think the implication is is these particular bodies weren't weren't treated, treated. And, and i remember that coming up in my mind when they talked about the fact that because it was mentioned in the book that there was yeah. a period of time that they weren't using cremation. Yeah. But it could have still been the, the creature that I just mentioned could have still been the factor at the end because, you know. Well, maybe the creature at the end is because they didn't yeah. cremate these, these bodies. Yeah. So they have this whole, then they disrupted it. And by digging deep into the Basically ground. Basically built a little and, habitat and, for it to hang Yeah. D- d- any ground digging in pretty much any culture tends oh to, if you're going to write horror story, it's, it's something that tends to upset the elements or, you know, the, the... But then was it the one that, like, killed Kyoko, like, the little bird? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. And it's like, and all the handprints against the wall, uh, Yeah, like, the handprints to me are the, the ghosts of the people that weren't, weren't properly buried. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're, we're looking at this from very American eyes, and we just don't know enough about, um... But I gotta I say... I like it would work better as a movie than at least as a translated yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, knowing that they actually, the writer may have actually dug a bit deeper into mythology, I, I'm gonna up my rating. I'm gonna up my rating. Well, well, and that's the thing is, I expected the mythology. I expected like that there would be references, and I understood that I wasn't potentially gonna know them all. But I mean, it's like the weasel went not using the original wording. Yeah, made it really hard to be like. Oh, this is probably a thing. I thought it was interesting that the only time they referenced um, kanji or uh, anything was when they described how the body looked on the ground in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they actually put the letter in there or the, the yeah. symbol in there. It's not a letter. Um, 
And I'm like, oh, I saw that symbol all over the place. And, but I'm just like, there, you could have you could have thrown actual Japanese words throughout this entire book. And, and trusted your to, reader to, to put it in context. Text. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was written in the 90s. Wait, when was it translated? 2016. Though? Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was in the 90s where they didn't have yeah. Google. Well, yeah, no, no. It's, it's, and this person has translated multiple books. This isn't like her first book. Or first book translating with this author. She also translates one of the other's author's other books. So, yeah, no, I, I think it is a massive failing on the translation part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is disappointing because I was very excited for it. I, I very much, and, and I can say this having read a lot of English translated books because I've done world literature classes, so I've done sort of things, and translation makes such a huge difference. I've had it where I've had professors take two different translations to show how one word choice can completely and utterly change the context because some words have multiple meanings. I mean, that's like when we say the word read or read, it looks the same. But, but, we, but we know it, yeah. But it could change the perception of the moment. Um, so, yeah, it, it's... And, and I know with Japanese that... It, it does do that kind of weird build where you have very like basic building blocks, but pretending how, depending on how you combine them, significantly changes the word. The word, what it means. Um, but so. yeah, so you know, okay, so let's let's talk about characters. Let's let's yeah, because we're not we're not going to ever like the the. It wasn't a horror story to me. It was yeah. a tedious story. There's my word. A tedious story about uh, people's daily lives, and then they get stuck in an apartment, and then they just die. So, actually, let's talk about that in the Asian culture and the ending not being a happy ending ever. They were never... I knew from minute one, oh. they were never escaping that apartment. Yeah, no, I was prepared for it to be a, like... Or an ambiguous ending is also very popular where you get really close to potentially yeah. escaping, but then there's something said or something done. Like they could have been in the taxi driving away and the white handprint is on the back or something. Right. Or they forgot. See, that's to me is more of an American thing, not so much. Oh, uh, no, it's, 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 I've seen it at least in, in Japanese horror films where okay. they'll, they'll like, Sometimes the protagonist will manage to escape. Somebody and somebody else. The yeah, in yeah, and the so, ring. yeah, yeah. Um, so, question though: Why did some get out? Yeah, I don't know. Why didn't the elevator just take people to B one and then just keep them there until they died? Yeah. So I think this is where it's a commentary on who they were. So I think discussing each of the characters is key okay. there. So we first have Miseo. So that is the mother. Mm-hmm who is not a good person. Like she says the most horrible things about other people in her head. Yes. It's like I could I could have gone would my ghost, entire life. Like how would the ghosts know that? Why would the why would the blob monster care? I, I don't it's I like, don't know, but I, I think in this in this case this is something that the authors cuz in yeah. Japan you you, that you kid selfishness <laughs> is oh, yeah, is no very kidding. like um yeah well and that's and that's a thing to discuss openly about the japanese culture the needs i'm gonna pull star trek into this the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few um they employ their elderly 
even if it's just sitting at a gas station to then stop traffic so that people leaving the gas station can leave. So the, the, the elderly will stand up and walk out into the middle of the street and stop traffic so that the person who just pumped gas could pull out into the street. Um, or they'll, they hire them to uh, sit on a lawn chair on the street with a, a speed trap gun, and then they'll sit there and they'll speed trap. So you, or in you, look for, you look for the elderly sitting on the side of the road when you're driving around in Japan so you don't get a speed or ticket. Or another example is in the last massive like earthquake that they had that caused uh, the uh, plant to be damaged and stuff, and people just walked home. There was not really any looting or because it was just like why would you do that to society um they are very much society driven and i will say when it comes to miseo and tepe and uh tetsuji they were very selfish yeah. selfish people yeah and i think at the same time we then look at say um eiko who was the neighbor downstairs she regularly watched tama yeah volunteered to watch her to keep an eye on her to feed her and stuff while as every time Eiko came into Miseo's space Miseo just wanted her out yeah she wasn't being neighborly back and so I think people like Ikeo and um the tenants down below were allowed to leave because they were at least attempting to be good people while as Maceo and Tepe were selfish. Yep. Selfish um, with each other when they had the affair, which led to Reiko's death, suicide. Um, and then they continued because they, they were selfish. They were selfish against each other. They were selfish together. Yeah. Towards others. Um, I mean, Tepe was a bully towards his brother, uh, Tatsuji. Yeah. Um, Who died as well, so... Well, but he was... he was hardly a good person either, so... Him and Naomi... That's true, Naomi. ...were not great people either, and they were kind of selfish, too, in the process. So I think they got stuck there as a byproduct because they happened to walk into the space and exhibit the behaviors rapidly that the building deemed trappable. Yeah. Um, and I thought I found it very interesting that it was always um, when the people who got to escape. So the couple that was the the housing managers, whatever you yeah. were, whatever they were called, um, it was come visit us when you mm-hmm. get out. Come visit us. They yeah. were they were you know they were welcoming of of these people and, and Tepe and um, I can't remember who Miseo. Miseo. They didn't want anything to do with their cohabitants of the 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 apartment complex yeah. they they lived there because they had to they need they wanted to buy a house or buy a, a place to live and it was the only place they could afford so they wanted to and um however i can't figure out why then all the bad stuff happened to the places where they were going to move to and how that came about yeah, exactly. The area of effect for this haunted apartment <gasps> oh, was, was insane. weird. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was cuz i was like Really? The house burned down? And then the poor woman who was going to get married died? Yeah, she just her. died. She just what was died. wrong with her? <laughs> she seemed like a lovely girl, according she's, to all the other characters. She seemed, you know, sweet. She was, you know, just sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's an interesting book. It was it was hard to read. It, it was. It was. 
And uh, I, I mean, I was okay with not having a likable character. I don't always have to have a character that I like. Well, so the little girl was kind of cute. Yeah, but it was it was like the dog was cute. Yeah, Cookie. Um, <laughs> Name the dog Cookie. <laughs> um, but like, I was okay with like not having a likable character. I wasn't going into it expecting a likable char- character. I find in horror stories, it's really hard to find like a likable character. Um. But no, this was weird. Yeah. There was, I'm trying to remember, because there was one point where it was actually creepy enough that I was like, oh man, if it sustains this, that'd be great. Oh, it was when they were trapped in the basement, the uh, Tepe and the two people who oversee the building. And like, it was actually doing like, Descriptions. Oh, he was, he was talking about the, the wind, wind and the and them and, and, and her like you know them cowering on the ground and stuff. And I was like, other than the weird like needing to talk about her panties being exposed, I I was really confused about why that was important. Oh, and she um, pissed herself. But then I was like, okay, that's reasonable. I'm like, why do we need to stop for a second and discuss her blue granny panties being exposed <laughs> by the wind? Why couldn't we have just been like the skirt lifted up? Um, but. Like, that was creepy enough that I was like, man, if the last half of this book is this. It would have been nice. I'll, I'll forgive what's going on here at the beginning and how long it's taken us to get here and not knowing what's going on because but we're finally getting into it. We were talking about and there there was potential. Yeah. There was a lot of potential had we stopped with the day in and day out of these people's lives. Also them like, panicking about food after two days. Yeah. We're going to start out of food after one, you know, after tomorrow. <laughs> like, okay, you can go a lot longer than that. Like, yeah, start filling yeah. up your jars and stuff with all the water that's still coming out of the faucet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the, the high protein bars down in the basement. They real fast. They did. Like, they're like if I, when they were describing it, it was like a Boxes, and I was expecting yeah, like, like at least waist high of boxes. Yeah. So there's like up to like bars. like a hundred. I was yeah, saying like a hundred, two hundred bars easily per box. I would say probably, probably, possibly. But apparently, there's little boxes like with six bars each, and maybe there's like three on the ground. Yeah, something. but they were so passive by that time that it didn't even occur to them when the when the elevator door opened. And they could smell the smell coming. It didn't occur to any of them to get up and shut the damn front door. No, they were too busy having sex. I know. <laughs> With the daughter asleep with the dog a foot away. At the it's foot like, of the bed. Yeah. yeah. No, I was like, but I think that goes into that whole, how selfish they were. Yeah. They were dying. And so it was just about the two of them. I can't even remember what happened to Naomi and Tetsuji at that point. I think they oh, got they trapped in the, the hole. hole. They went into the they hole. Went the hole they and screamed. They... There was a sound. And then that's and right. The, and and this, the scent was there. So Blob Monster, whatever Blob Monster And is. then Blob Monster just It took, it going, took Blob Mo- Monster, Monster a while, while to get up the... It took a days. Yeah, days. Yeah. Maybe it was just hanging out, sucking the fat off those dead people. Yeah, or then... maybe he just wanted them tortured just a yeah, little bit longer. Yeah, and then maybe it was longer. like, well, they're not coming down, so I guess I'll just hit the button and go up there and get them but yeah, I yeah. like, I yeah. was like, and they're having sex with this fishy smell. And I'm like, ew. What, yeah. what, 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 why would why? you be like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Talk about like, I mean, in the past, we've talked about books that like have really weird sex, like sex yeah. moments. This one would, might have been like, to me, like the strangest situation. No, not for me. No, not, not for, for you. Me. Okay. It's like they'd given up. It's like, and it was just... Yeah, typically, typically, I say typically, like this is typical. If you're, well, even non-couples, a lot of people will focus on on sex at the end. 
I mean, I've I've heard stories of ships going down and women being raped in the ocean oh, while trying to be you know, waiting for rescue to come. And the, we're talking not a book written, true but, stories. Yeah. Um, some people when they think they're gonna die, they gotta get it on just one last time. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> I yeah. Nope. Nope. Oh but, yeah, man. So it, it was. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was weird. It was weird. Um, I feel like that's all we keep saying is it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt sorry for the the brother and the and the sister in law. Okay, so that 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 could be why it is that they were actually sucked into it and died because the brother was so judgmental of, um, the marriage of the marriage and the fact that they they then went on and and well the monster was obviously being judgmental of the marriage yeah, too yeah so agree. <laughs> Hypocrite. Hypocrite. <laughs> and I actually think that's why the little girl died. She was a product of... Probably. That's what I assumed for her. Yeah. I actually yeah. assumed Naomi and Tetsuji were killed because of their pride. Yeah. Because they were very prideful. Like, they were bragging about, you know, her designer clothes, and the home they were living in. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I, I thought, I took it more as... as Pride was their their downfall. Yeah, I saw them as more negative people than the um, than the two main characters. Although the two main characters obviously were terrible, especially when they're like, "Well, we're having an affair," which made his wife kill herself. We just kept having that affair because it was just great, or something like that. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay, you guys are. Oh well, he was, characters. He, I hated. Oh, he was main. sleazy because he, he was sleazy. just like Ryoku was, you know, passive and and she's what everyone would desire, but I found her. Boring, <laughs> and so she did the right thing by killing herself. Yeah, and when he found her body, and he's like, "Oh, great! Now I can deal with this or whatever." Yeah, that was his first thought. Oh, it's just like, like ah. you asshole. Yeah, you, yeah. They so, they were very unappealing characters, in which I think they were supposed to be. Yeah, but like, oh man. Yeah, no, I I got so tired of... I think it was this the first time in a horror book that I really wanted someone to get the ending that was coming. Because usually in horror books, it's like, oh, Somebody gets that's, that's disappointing that that happened to that character. But, you know, such is life. Or, okay, I can see why they ended up in this, like, bad situation. And, you know, man, they really lost their minds. And this, it was like, oh, please, can we just get to the point where they get killed? Because I, I would like to be done with them. I, you know, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to the kill. No, we just got the monster, yeah. Just the monster yeah. getting up the... And then getting it on. Well, then she would have had to describe what the monster looked like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She really was very vague about all of that. Yeah. Like, even the bolt of light. It's like, yeah. you know, it's a bolt of light. and that Everything that happened on the roof was just surreal. Yeah. It was just like... Okay. Why do these random people have to die? But again... And Sorry, I whispered. I don't think they necessarily died. <laughs> call me silly if these people actually thought that, that that they were going to be killed or being haunted or something. Why wouldn't you jump or like find a way to lower yourselves outside yeah, of the I think building? About, like using a mattress or something and trying to jump, but then they're like, "Oh, we're just going to get blasted." Okay, Maybe that was that, the thought that was in my head. And then I was okay, like, didn't say that. Okay, so so that was what was. Yeah, I they I were eight stories up. Well, yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. I I like. Well, I know the the windows were nailed shut and stuff. I just oh, yeah, I right. couldn't. 
I they weren't nailed shut. They were held shut. Shut. Sorry. Nailed means somebody, somebody actually, actually went through with nails. It, it wasn't that. Uh, yeah. They turned to rubber and everything you threw at them bounced back. Yeah. yeah it, was a, <laughs> it was the ghost clue. <laughs> it's the ghost clue. Ectoplasm. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Is yeah. there any other? The dog. I like the dog. That dog was ready. He was on it. He was going to oh, take man. him on. And they just kept pulling him back. <laughs> pulling him back. I'm like, maybe he could kill Blob Monster. Maybe Blob Monster killed everyone in the apartment except Cookie. Yeah, maybe and then Blob Monster back. leaves, and then Cookie just gets, gets in the, the elevator. elevator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the stairs were unlocked now, so I just imagine those were propped up. At, no, propped open and just, you know, wandered. Oh. Their passiveness. Which, okay, yeah, he can. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're going to die, just take some kitchen knives and try to go down that fucking road because there's nowhere yeah. else for you to go. And it's just like, the one of their voices, there are people, let's just go. Let's get something to defend yourself with. You don't know what's in there. Yeah. But he was weird, anyway. The brother was weird. Yeah, well, he was like Tetsuji. rabid at the end. He was like yeah. drooling. Yeah. Oh, I know, drooling. Why is he drooling? And then the, the other brother's dry-mouthed. I'm like, why is this important? Why is it important that one is drooling and one well, is dry-mouthed? I just figured the drooling was just like to show his desperation and his manicness. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. it um, was. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was. Also, like, yeah, it, they were super hot in the apartment. It's nice and cool in the basement, so just. Why would you know, he go hang down out to the on basement? Top of the lockers for a yeah. while and see what happens. See what happens. I, although, I guess they did say it was hard to breathe down there, so. I will say when it's hot in Japan, it is like. Well, I don't doubt it. It's very humid and. Oh, yeah, because they get like tropical storms and stuff all the time. It is. So it's like. The summers are awful. I don't doubt that it was super hot and uncomfortable. I even wrote, like, oh, this is Cujo vibes because they're like trapped in a hot car on a summer day. Um, Cujo is in the dock? Yeah, the the book. Okay. Because, you know, they get trapped in the car by Cujo. (laughs) I've not actually read Cujo. Oh. So. Spoiler alert, they get trapped in a car <laughs> by Cujo. All I know is in the movie, Cujo was a St. Bernard, and I got so tired of people calling my dog Cujo. Yeah. The book was a St. Bernard. Was he? I don't know. I've yeah. never read the book. Maybe it has a picture of a St. Bernard on it. It doesn't. But yeah, so. Why didn't we read that? That wasn't a suggestion you. Well, I was just, I was just giving. Well, no, because you didn't have one. I also don't <laughs> think Cujo's scary, so. Okay. Um, you just said you wanted a horror book, and so I was just trying to find yeah. something. I'm, I'm actually interested in our next book. I, I think it might actually be scary. Oh, The Luminous Dead? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's I at least interesting. Because uh, it's science fiction. I hope it has a blob monster. No, it has caves. I know. I can't. But we're not going to discuss caves this episode. <laughs> I can't wait. Just know I don't like caves. Okay, so... I think we can start doing our wrap up. I think so too. I don't. Maybe think this is going to be a shorter episode, yeah. much shorter than our last one, which is fine because our last one was like almost two hours. So we're giving you a break this time. You don't have to listen to our voices as long. So Kim, on a scale of one to ten, how exciting did or one to five, how exciting did you find this don't book? Change the scale, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so confused. I put it in three. So neutral. You, yeah. you it, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't unexciting to you, Mm-mm. Sarah. I give it three and a half. Oh, man, you guys were much more generous than me. I gave I it, like, honestly, a two. Like, other than the fact that I thought it fell apart near the end, I did. I enjoyed reading through the book, um, especially with the setup. I thought it was going to be creepy. It just... I just got tired of all the descriptions of food and places and them doing things, I so I didn't find it exciting. That much. Like, they mentioned eating foods, and like, but it wasn't like they went into exquisite detail. Oh, no, that would have been nice. <laughs> An exquisite detail about the food... Would have been nice, but instead it was just like the next meal that they were having being listed off. 
Um, okay, Sarah, how did you feel the ease of reading was? Well, I gave it a five. So it was easy for me to read. Okay. Kim? I gave it a three, not because it was difficult to read, but I was like, um, good God, can we stop talking about this? See, that's how I felt in like the other books that we've read. <laughs> this one, I was just like, okay, start to finish. Yeah, know. I just, I got tired of it. And I wanted day to know what the mystery was. Lives. It's just, it never actually panned out. So yeah. that's where I started to, when it started to get towards the end, I was like, oh, I'm not actually going to. We're not gonna find out anything, are we? Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a three. I was neutral about it. I, I wasn't a difficult read, but at the same time it was not an easy read because I, there were times where I would start to get into the book and those word choices I would just be like why? What? Don't forget there was one phrase that I was like, why? And I assume it was the translator's choice, and it was where he was comparing the doctor to a Libidinous lounge lizard. Yes, I was. Like, oh my god, I remember, I that. remember yeah. that. Page one hundred three, page towards okay. the bottom. Okay. And yeah, he was saying like without his white coat. There were some weird descriptions of people. And I was like, why is that even necessary? I'm gonna sneeze. I'm sorry. COVID. <coughs> in tight. Thank you. Yeah, he, it says he didn't appear to be much older than forty, and the professional gravitas conferred. Well, and that was the other thing is some of these words were like. Like gravitas. I know. Conferred by his white coat was the only thing that kept him from looking like a libidian, libidinous lounge lizard. And I don't, I don't know what that is. Libidinous would be like horny, I assume. And lounge lizard, I don't know. Okay. All right. Spell it for me. Because that's a word that I. L-I-B-I-D-I-N-O-U-S. I wonder if, like, I Google libidinous lounge ledger. It means showing excessive sexual drive. Yeah, horny. And it's like. Well, I thought horny like horns when you said horny. Oh, no. No, I meant like libido. Libidinous. Oh, I hadn't even put libido. Thank you. I couldn't figure out the origin word that got you to sexual. I'm like, what are we talking about here? That's why I'm like, I have to look this up. (laughs) What is a. I don't think it's. Libidinous lizard? Are lizards. I mean, I guess just the guy... Well, I don't think so. That's why he had to put libidinous in front of it. Otherwise, he... Um... What? Well, he pulled up porn. (laughs) (laughs) There's lizard porn? Oh, Japanese... Don't say that with surprise. Organism libidinous lounge lizard thrilling XXX clip. So it's just... Japanese... It's a Japanese thing. I guess so... No! (laughs) (laughs) Are you scared too? Oh no! It's just a singular keyword on one coincidence. Well, no, no, because the the preview, the one before that, which again is another porn site, says watch libidinous and so beautiful lounge lizard is found found, found nearly recoil fisted by her girlfriend. Ew! XXX porn! (laughs) I don't. What? Oh, God, parents are going to kill us because we just talked about fisting. <laughs> well, now he has said it again. <laughs> yes, yeah, so for all the It's children, a thing. This is a thing in Japan, then. I don't know. I feel well, like and then like four, And then four things, like four results down is the graveyard apartment. It has it on Google Books. The, the, it pulled yeah, up I the... Like it would come up on Wikipedia or something if it was an actual widespread thing. No, no, I don't think so. 
I'm not, I'm not searching any further to answer this question for you guys because <laughs> I'm afraid of what it will pull up on my computer. Okay, so to me, look up it's... Google Images. No, <laughs> no, not unless you're gonna come around my shoulder and stare at whatever weird thing is about to appear on my screen. I'll, I'll look. Google research. You can look. Press <laughs> images. I can't work with the freaking computer. Come now, you read all the smut. Yeah, but I'm not sure that this is. I just like I. I can't imagine what, what? this. It didn't. It didn't really pull up anything. Yeah, it didn't. It's weird. It's lizards and. Okay, where yeah. was it under all? Do not click on any of those links. No, we're, we no, are just. Oh. Let, can, can I look at it? You, you guys talk. <laughs> About what? <laughs> We're kind of stuck on the libidinous lounge losers. So, why would one describe a horny doctor? Why is the doctor horny? I know. I that's why it was such a random. Is it just because he's handsome? Probably. Maybe. He, I mean. It's, it's, oh, maybe that is. It's from Tepe's point of view, so it's just kind of showing that that's his thought process. He sees some young doctor who's probably who's young and handsome, yeah. and he's like, "Ooh, this." Well, yeah, because then it says the doctor turned his face with its remarkably rosy, lustrous cheeks towards Tepe. Lustrous. How does how does how does a man have lustrous cheeks? <laughs> yeah, I I. The doctor began slowly, reflectively rubbing the back of his neck. I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this whole scene was kind of weird for me, but it was that libidinous lounge lizard that really got me. I was like, what? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. What are you looking up on my computer now? No, I'm trying to figure out how, just give me a little bit. <laughs> That's very nonspecific. Though. No, I know, just, just, um. Just don't worry about it? <sighs> Can we just move on from this? No, because I'm I'm like. Okay, you can do it on your own time. <laughs> on my own computer. On your own computer. <laughs> I didn't click on any of them, so no, I should be okay. I'll get lizards. Hopefully, having sex. She said having sex for anyone who needed to know. I'm gonna have lizard porn on my. Lizard porn. But. Okay, I like. <laughs> so we we just learned a new, a new thing, a new phrase. Thank you for coming on this journey oh, with us. Oh, that's what I wanted. What? I'll look later. Why did you want to look? Nothing. I'll, I'll I'll do this. I'll do the research later. I'm really curious about this being a thing. They there was something that said Euro trash in in just the, looking through the Google searches. So the, but I hadn't. We Americans, we talk about lounge singers, um, and they're supposed to be sleazy. Um, but maybe I've misunderstood the lounge lizard part. Lounge lizard part, the lounge singer part, is not so much that they're sleazy, but so much that they're kind of sexy sleazy. They're good looking sleazy. Yeah, I'm. I mean, honestly, I, I keep coming back to this. I am assuming that the person who translated it, that Deborah. that there was. Probably a Japanese like phrase. turn of phrase there. Yeah, that she approximation. That, yeah. that the the translator then like did a literal translation to, as opposed to like maybe we'll get lucky and somebody can someone please explain, please if if you if you have any idea the origins of this term, libidinous 
email wow. us Blizzard. and explain or, or message us. me on TikTok. Yeah. I don't need reference pictures or anything like that. <laughs> but you can include them just to help your argument. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will share everything I get with you then. Oh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) On that note. Were we on emotional reactions? We were about to hit emotional reactions. So Sarah, what was your emotional reaction to this? I gave it a four. A four? Because I was invested in the beginning. It just uh, didn't pan out. What'd you give it? I give it a two. (laughs) I, I I read it. I didn't mind reading it. And I, I didn't have an emotional reaction. Wasn't I was mostly three. No, because I was confused and I did get frustrated at times oh. with the confusion and trying to figure out what was being said. Um, so, what about you? Three. Three. I, I was neutral about this entire book. I did read it, so that's more Oof. than I did with the last book. I did finish it. Um, and I don't know how much of my rating has to do with the fact that I was fighting with kittens all night long while reading it. So I only got about through two sentences at a time before I had to then tackle the next kitten as she was trying to chew on more cords. Um, so, yeah. Oh, you were flying fur everywhere. Stop petting the cat. So, yeah, I don't know how much of my reaction to it is it was I was frustrated while I was reading it. Uh, I Yeah. Well, so, I mean, neutral. overall, I gave it a three stars. Because, I mean, going back to how I scale things, I only give one stars when it's a 50% DNF. Two is I hate it. And three is I'm like, I'm not going to read this again. But, like, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever read. And it wasn't the worst thing I ever read. It was just confusing. And, again, I, I come back to if the translation is different, I might have actually liked it. So I don't know if it's just this version that I have an aversion to and if somebody else had translated it, if it would have changed my reaction to we'll it. You never know unless there's another translated yeah. version. What about you, Sarah? What was your overall star rating for it? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half? Okay. Yeah. It's like I said, I did find it mildly interesting in the beginning, the setup. Mm-hmm. It did creep me out a little bit when they were going into more detail about the basement. But, yeah, as the story progresses, it was just ultimately rather unsatisfying. And especially because, while I didn't expect a happy ending, obviously, it also kind of just felt pointless by the end of it. Yeah. So. Um, I started with a two. Okay. Because I didn't like that the mythology wasn't being fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was fleshed out and we just didn't... I didn't catch on to what was being fleshed out. That yeah. there were references that just in our culture we, we just don't, don't know don't, don't know what they are. Yeah, um, and they probably should have been expanded upon. I don't know if translators technically do that sort of thing. I don't know if it's that or if you should just be referring to it as the if if its name is referred to in the text. If you should right. just use the actual name, yeah. use the actual name. Yeah, because then the reader can go, oh, I don't know what that is, but this seems important. Let me look it or up. Or interested in it. I'm yeah, sure. and and that I would have totally. I would have. Yeah, if, if that had been done on all of the different things, um, which I did not, and I typically would. So I don't know why I didn't do it. I didn't look up the um, the temple. 
typically I would look up the temple mm. to see, it, you know, is this a real temple? Is it, you know, is there is there a mythology behind this this temple? I can't I remember what the name of the temple is. I can't. I, the G. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, so th- that tells you enough about the book. Typically, I will dive into any of that stuff when I read a book, and I wasn't diving. The only one, the the, um, the weasel, weasel slash, <laughs> that was that was specific enough that I became very curious about it. So yeah, but the rest of it just seemed like it was just thrown in there. So I I didn't realize that there were actual things happening. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any book recommendations? I don't. I, I don't have any recommendations similar to this that I could suggest. Or... Not really. Not I mean, really. Cujo, like I mentioned, which is completely different in every possible way. <laughs> <laughs> Except that there is a scene where it gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's actually most of Cujo is spent in the car. But, um... So entrapment. Yeah. That particular thing. Element. That's about it. Do you guys have any... Sorry, I'm yawning. Do you have any horror books that you recommend if people want something, like, a bit more than this? So if someone's looking for, like, say, a psychological thriller, do you have one that you recommend? No. I don't typically read this type of book, so okay. no, I don't. I don't really know what would classify as a psychological thriller versus like a horror book. Anything that fucks with someone's brain? <laughs> a lot of horror is psychological thriller, so um, it usually just like it focuses more on less on describing gory details and like slasher and more like so it's more atmospheric kind of yeah thing? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. There's a really good movie that Robin Williams did where, I think it was Robin Williams, where he's in Alaska and the sun never sets for a period of time and he starts to lose his mind because he doesn't get, but it's a movie. Um, and you don't know the name of the movie? No. No. Why would I? I don't even know so, if it was actually Robin Williams in it. So So if someone's looking for a book that has <laughs> like uh, creepy home history psychological brain warping than one that I've recently done a TikTok video on that I would recommend is Home Before Dark. It's very good. Um, it's American-based, and it's more of something along the lines of, like, say, Haunting of Hill House. Um, or I can't think of anything else that I would deem a psychological thriller that I have recently read that I could recommend. Like, The Shining would be a psychological thriller. I was going to say The Shining, but I decided not to pull the most obvious. Well, but Sarah wanted <laughs> like, an example of a... Okay. Yeah, well, like The Shining. Is a, the Shining. Cujo's probably a psychological thriller. Probably. Anything by Stephen King is a psychological thriller. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. Okay. Insomnia. Yeah, I've not seen Insomnia. It's really good. Does oh, it okay. have Robin Williams in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of it. Like, it sounds vaguely familiar. Was that a Stephen King book? No. I don't know. Let me see. Because didn't he write a book called Insomnia? It could be. I think so. I think I saw it in the library when I was reading through some of his books. (sighs) I think it was really thick. Probably. They usually are. (laughs) I was was like, you know what? I've never really read Stephen King. I'm going to do it. So I got it. 
And whilst it was it was interesting in the beginning, I couldn't get past the beginning. So I think I read it as well. I think the only one that I've started because I I have The Shining and I plan on reading it. I just haven't because we've gone to the hotel or to the Stanley Hotel. Um, but the one that I've started, and I was listening to an audiobook, so I keep forgetting about it. Is Pet Cemetery? Oh yeah, I read Pet Cemetery. Read The Stand. I read Firestarter. I read Cujo. The Shining. Um, I think I read it. I also saw the movie, so I'm kind of confused as to whether I actually read it or just parts of it. Under the Dome was another one, I think. I watched the TV show for that. It was not good. I did not watch the TV show. I didn't really much like the book that much either. Um, God, and then there was that weird one that I read more recently. I think it was Stephen King. End of Watch, I think it was called. That one was just weird. <laughs> but I don't know that I'd recommend any of those. All right. Similar to this. <laughs> well, now that we've dissolved into a weird Stephen King commentary, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.